Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshura Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha So Hare Krishna. So to, today the, uh, we're going to look at Bhagavad Gita 15.15. And uh, we're entitling that a portion of it actually, and uh, and we're uh, entitling the talk our constant companion. It reveals this verse reveals how Krishna is always with us. In this verse, fifteen, fifteen, and uh, the translation is: I am seated in everyone's heart, and from me come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. By all the Vedas, I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta, and I am the knower of the Vedas. And for the purposes of today's talk, we're going to just take that first portion. I'm seated in everyone's heart, and for me come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. And we're going to focus on that part. And in, in I didn't do exhaustive research here, but I, in, in just looking at it, I found three different ways that uh, the Lord provides these things, knowledge, remembrance, and forgetfulness. And there's three different contexts for it that, that, that I found. So we'll, we'll take a look at those three. And uh, uh, the first one is right there in the purport itself, Prabhupada's purport. And he says, The living entity forgets everything of his past life, but he has to act according to the direction of the Supreme Lord who is witness to all his work. Therefore he begins his work according to his past deeds. Required knowledge is supplied to him, and remembrance is given to him, and he forgets also about his past life. So in, in, in this context, we're, we're talking about how, the, how we, you know, we're in the cycle of reincarnation. And, so, and we, we come into this life, and we don't appear doesn't appear that we remember anything from our previous life. We, we, it's like, this is the only life. Most people think like that. This is the only life I've ever had. But yet we know that uh, this life is a continuation in many ways of our previous lives. It mentions in Bhagavad Gita, right, that, that what we remember at the time of death is going to be very prominent in the next life. Because you know, at the time of death, you remember that which is nearest and dearest to your heart. The most important things come out, and so so the, the, this life is a continuation. But we don't have any any remembrance of it. And so here it says that that the, that the Lord is the super soul. He knows our past life. He knows our past activities, and so he provides us with not the remembrance of the past life, but the remembrance of those things that are near and dear to our hearts. So when we're born, we have a certain personality. Certain things, certain tastes, certain likes, certain dislikes, certain attachments and fears, and all these things, and so the Lord uh, brings those back into play. He, through the agency of the super soul, allows them to be active in our life. At the same time, He suppresses 
the the memories of our previous life. The the best thing I can understand with that, you know, is 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 that if we remembered all of our past lives, we wouldn't take this one very seriously. And so, and we want to have a life. We want, we really want to, you know, to, this to be a real serious thing. We don't want to think, oh, another life that's going to end. Jai Shishi Gornatai, Jai Shishi Radha Madhur Mohan, Jai Shishi Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman. And so he makes it seem like this is everything. But but so so through, so through his his action, we're able to have multiple lives that are a continuation of our previous lives and yet not have to remember them and so to spoil the, the, the seeming joy of this one. <laughs> and so he facilitates that, that, that transfer. So that's one of the ways that, that he brings knowledge, uh, uh, remembrance and forgetfulness. And then the, the second one is given in the, it's, it's in the purport to uh, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 31, and Text 16. And, uh, and Prabhupada says, For one who wants to be materially satisfied, or who wants to lord it over material nature, the Lord gives the opportunity to forget his service and engage in the so-called happiness of material activities. Similarly, when one is frustrated in lording it over material nature and is very serious about getting out of this material entanglement, the Lord, from within, gives him the knowledge that he has to surrender unto him. He says, then there is liberation. So this is, this is a, more, uh, at a, more, a deeper, more fundamental level. Right? The other one is, is the transition from life to life. And this, this one is, is, is our kind of core decision, whether we want Krishna or not, our whole spiritual orientation. The reason why we're here in the first place is we want to forget Krishna. We want to strike out on our own, have our own life and be our own person, not just a servant of Krishna. And so Krishna facilitates that. He allows us to forget him, to remember our other goals (laughs) and desires and facilitates that. And at the same time, if, if we change our minds, then he helps to facilitate that. He brings other memories up, gives other knowledge. He says, no, here's how, here's how you can do it. You want to come back to me? Here's how you can do it. He, it, it mentions in the, um, uh, also in the 10th in the chapter of the Gita, how he gives us the intelligence by which we can come to him. That's what he says. Um, so he, you know, he, so he, he helps to guide us in that way. So in that, in, on that level, it's a more deep, a deep and uh, fundamental level. He's dealing with our orientation, whether we want to be spiritual or, or not. And then the third way um, that I, I found comes from Sridhar Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's commentary on this Bhagavad Gita verse. And he says, uh, For me, mataha, that's the, the word from the Gita there. In the form of intelligence, there is remembrance of sensations from objects previously perceived. For me, there is also knowledge arising through contact of the senses with the sense objects, and also the removal of both knowledge and memory. And so, so this is, this, and this, this is a more. This meaning is more in the context of the previous verses. So let's, let's take a look. In the pre- previous verses, 
Um, we we had a we had that one talk that was just about these three verses. It shows how Krishna is facilitating our material lives. How he's interested, and so the the verses preceding this 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 one that we're considering today, uh, five, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, Krishna says, "The splendor of the sun, which dissipates the darkness of this whole world, comes from me, and the splendor of the moon and the splendor of fire are also from me." And then 13, I enter into each planet and, and by my energy they stay in orbit. I become the moon and thereby supply the juice of life to all vegetables. All right, so, he's the, so you know, without the sun, you know, this place is dark and cold. Without the moon, you know, also the nighttime is dark. <laughs> and, and it says the vegetables don't gain their nutrition. He hold the he holds the the prophets translates it. He says that he holds the the plants in their orbits, and some of the other commentators say he makes the earth hold together and not just crumble into dust. And so he so he provides our place to live anyway, and and then and then gives us all these other things we need. And then he says, "I am the fire of digestion in the bodies of all living entities, and I join with the air of life, outgoing and incoming, to digest the four kinds." Of foodstuffs, so you, so we can't even digest food without without Krishna's help. So He's helping us in all these different ways uh, to do it. And 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 in, in this verse fifteen, you can take it as a, as another way where He says He He gives us the intelligence. He says first of all to to remember things that we've learned. Uh, we remember sensations, you know. I, I, you know. So if I, if I offer you some particular dish. You know, that you don't like. No, no, I don't like that. You remember that. You don't have to taste it every time. You remember what that's like. You know, Prabhupada was talking about his, uh, I think one of his sons who always wanted to touch a moving fan. And so they, like, they, they, they turned it off so it was just, you know, kind of got momentum, you know, and they said, okay, go ahead and touch it, you know. And king, you know, <laughs> it didn't hurt him, but it, it scared him, you know, it made a loud sound. And they said, well, touch it again? No. <laughs> so he remembered the, remembered the experience. So, so we're, we're, we're able to, to, to understand things we've learned. And, and then also it says we're able to learn from experience. Because the, the, the function of, of the buddhi, the intelligence, is to recognize and understand what we're perceiving. So I was thinking, uh, I was kind of going through this little presentation before I came down to see if I left things out. And uh, there was a fan going on. I could hear a, a jet aircraft going overhead, and birds were chirping. Now, without the intelligence, all you hear is, is, is just, just, just a mixture of sound. And you can't separate those three things. I could say, okay, this sound is this, this sound is that, that. And so I could understand everything that's going on. If, if, you, if you don't, without intelligence, you can see all just colors. But you can't separate the objects. You can have the perceptions, but you can't understand them. You can't make any sense of them. So, so just in order to function, the Lord as the super soul helps us in this little basic functionality. So this, this is on a very, very immediate level. You had the one from a deeper level, from the transition of lifetime to lifetime, that had even deeper level, our spiritual orientation. And here, but just to survive, to be able to use our senses... To remember what we what we have learned from 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 our experience, that that Krishna helps that through the functioning of the intelligence. Hmm? So, uh, 
Yes, we, can we have microphones? We have a question. Just has to unmute. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like uh, in the beginning of my, uh, when I started my devotional practice, like I made like many mistakes, right? And um, you know, like after some time, I, I learned from these mistakes, so I did it differently. So, why did Krishna not in the beginning? So it seemed like I learned from my mistake, right? So I did something, like what you said, the fan. So why do we have to go through that learning stage then? Is that because we we are actually still choosing to be separately from Krishna, or is it? It does that does that go from there? And we have we we you know we have. It's not just a simple offer on switch. I guess, like as you kind of suggested, that we that we want to forget Krishna or we want to to serve him. Uh, we we have we, we're of mixed minds, right? We we really have at a, usually at the core level we ha- we've made that decision that we really want Krishna, but there's so much momentum for our other desires that we we tend to be a house divided, being pulled in different directions. Also, what it means to serve Krishna is is a, is is actually a very deep thing. It's not a superficial, easy thing. So what's involved in serving Krishna? What is it, what's involved in actually dedicating our whole self to him? Because we're not even very aware of what our whole self is. You know, we have very deep psychology. You know? And so, so many times in, our, in, in making mistakes and learning from them, we're encountering different parts of our conditioning different parts of the things that are in rebellion to krishna you know the the we may be organizing the our body may be moving in the right way and we're doing something for krishna we may have some idea that we want to do something for krishna but then deeper down there's our ego it says oh now i'm becoming a great devotee right that's not in that that's something that's that's contrary to our surrender to krishna and so oftentimes we're just not aware of all the subtleties they're, they're, they're under the level of our, of our awareness. And so by our mistakes, oftentimes these things are revealed. Certain ideas in the back of our head that aren't healthy. You know, sometimes deep, it's a deep within our ego that aren't healthy. And so the, the, the learning process, yeah, I think, is beneficial because it begins to inter- make us aware of the various levels of resistance that are already entered into us. Okay? So... So, so Krishna, at a very, very basic level, is facilitating our our existence here. We can't even understand what the senses tell us. Without, we can't interpret our experience or have any understanding without Krishna's help. So, so in those three different ways, I, I saw that that Krishna is doing what the verse says, and then I, I was interested in 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 this this notion that he's in the heart. Because he says, "I'm in the heart," you know, "sarvashchaham ridi sanavishto," and, and all he's in everybody's heart, and uh, and of course it doesn't say much more than that. He just says, "I'm in there," and so. But in, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in the second canto, there's a description of Krishna in the heart, and I, I found that it, par- partially informative. But there's there's one particular verse at the end. I'll, I'll, we're going to read a few, uh, several verses that describe him, and the verse at the end. 
describes to me really reveals his his uh, his mood and his disposition towards us and that really kind of had a light bulb go off in my head when I when I when I read that so let's look at it these 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 are descriptions given in the in the in the second chapter of the second canto and it starts with verse 8 and it's going to go through verse 12 others conceive of the personality of godhead residing within the body in the region of the heart and measuring only eight inches, with four hands carrying a lotus, a wheel of a chariot, a conch shell, and a club, respectively. His mouth expresses his happiness, his eyes spread like the petals of a lotus, and his garments, yellowish like the saffron of a kadamba flower, are bedecked with valuable jewels. His ornaments are all made of gold, set with jewels, and he wears a glowing headdress, and earrings. His lotus feet are placed over the whorls of the lotus-like hearts of great mystics. On his chest is the Kastuba jewel engraved with a beautiful calf, and there are other jewels on his shoulders. His complete torso is garlanded with fresh flowers. He is well decorated with an ornamental wreath about his waist and rings studded with valuable jewels on his fingers. His leglets, his bangles, his oiled hair, curling with a bluish tint, and his beautiful smiling face are all very pleasing. And then this, this number 12 here, the Lord's magnanimous pastimes and the glowing glancing of his smiling face are all indications of his extensive benedictions. One must therefore concentrate on this translational form of the Lord as long as the mind can be fixed on him by meditation. And I particularly want to take the first part of this, this verse to look at. The Lord's magnanimous pastimes and the glowing glancing of his smiling face are all indications of his extensive benedictions. And uh, I, I looked up the, the commentary of Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur and he he. The meaning isn't substantially different, but he translates some of the words a little differently and puts it together a little differently. And to, to me, it was just a little bit more vivid. It revealed Krishna's mood a little bit more vividly. Uh, because, just because of the, some, the use of some of the words here. And so I'll, I'll take a look how, how it breaks down a little bit. This, this is how Prabhupada, uh, uh, this is his word-for-word translations. And so the he uses this Adina as very magnanimous and Leela as his pastimes. And then, then the, this, this, there's a Bru Bunga. Let me see if I can have my little Bru Bunga, I think a laser pointer here. I can show you this. There's a, um, yeah, here, Bru Bunga, signals of the eyebrow. Prabhupada doesn't include, he translates that in the word for word, but doesn't include it in his uh, in his uh, smooth translation, okay. and then the, the other word. So there's three. There's, there's a this word is different. Uh, that Vishnuch translates differently. This this very magnanimous. He uses lila in a different context, and uh, he he does include the brubunga part, where the signals of the eyebrows, and this anugraham benedictions. And so here's here's what here's. Uh, so I've replaced um, what Vishwanath has or replaced what Prabhupada did with what Vishwanath did. So he says Adina as sweet and Leela as playful. And he has it modify the glances. So where Prabhupada says that the Adina 
Leela is magnanimous pastimes. He has it as a sweet, playful glance, smiling glance. He has the, the, the Adina and Leela being adjectives that modify glancing rather than, than a, separate, a separate noun, uh, the, the pastimes. And, uh, and at the end, instead of benedictions, he, he has mercy. And, uh, and it's, again, it's, it's more just kind of the use of language a little bit because magnanimous means, uh, in, in, derived from the Latin, there's animus, which means spirit or soul, and magna, which means great, a great-souled person. Some of these magnanimous, they're very, almost like Prophet say, a mahatma, you know, a great-souled person. So, they're, they're, they, you know, so, they, so they, they, they wish you well. They, they're, they're very tolerant and understanding. Actually, that will come into play later on. We'll remember this when we discuss discuss Krishna's mercy. And, uh, and, and there's some, I looked at, um, I looked at what Prabhupada, if, if, you, if you're in the little online Veda base, you can click on the, uh, the individual translated words and you can see where Prabhupada translates that same word in other places. And so there is one place where he, trans, where he, he has, he, the word is lila avalokanam, sportful glances. So that's that's similar to how how uh, how Vishwanath does it. So there's some precedence for that, and then and then with uh, with magnanimous, no, with with mercy, anugraham, what Prabhupada calls it benedictions, and and benediction it it comes. This bene is like you know bene, it comes like like beneficial. It means it's it's a kind or 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 or, or somehow in a positive sense. And diction usually means means words, so it's kind words. Or, or words, you know, blessings of words. You know, let this happen. You know, benediction. Um, you know, the, the, the you know, bena. You know, it means like, it's, kind of, it's the same thing as you know, what goes in beneficial and diction. You know, it's, it's to speak. So with this anugraham Prabhupada also he says special benediction. He says kindness, doing good to, favor, mercy, favor, benefit. So it's just, it's just this, 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 there's this this notion of of Krishna being very favorable and kind to you. Is coming out, so I think that that Prabhupada was, was meaning by the benedictions anyway, but it's a little bit magnanimous and benedictions, kind of a formal thing, and you kind of get the you know the the idea of uh, of, uh, of of someone who's I would say just I'd say very formally, you know, wishing you well perhaps and very kind in some way, uh, which is you know it's 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 basically it's substance substantially it's a, it's a, it's a substantially it's a similar similar type of uh, Meaning, but when you when you kind of bring uh, uh, bring it into in Vishwanath's way, he says the Lord's sweet, playful, smiling glance, and the signals of his glowing eyebrows are indications of his extensive mercy. And to me, it just you, you, you envision Krishna, you know, with this with he's he's glancing at you with this with this with this sweet smile and almost playfully. See, it's no longer very formal. And, and 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 it's not, not so much like a, like a, you know, a formal benediction, like I'm going to bless you with this way. You know, but but he, you can see how kind he is to you, how inclined he is to you. When you look at, it. he's smiling, playfully looking at you, very kindly and sweetly. And and you can tell like people's mood, like you know, people who draw cartoons. You know how 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 powerful the eyebrows are. And so so by the movements of the eyebrows, so when you see him, you can just see how kind he is. He's got such a kind, sweet face. That you know that he's he's inclined towards you, so it, so it reveals his mood and disposition, uh, his 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 countenance, uh, like that, you know. So it, it's it's you know very similar to what Prabhupada does, but I, I just it just was a little bit more vivid to me 
when I saw that, because oh, I could I could really see that. And so, so he said he so he's he's there in this mood of great mercy and kindness. So I thought we would consider a little bit uh, his his mercy, considering the Lord's mercy. And uh, and and the the first thing I'd like to think to mention here is that it's interesting that he comes personally. This is what we, we've discovered. He, say, he, he says he's Sarvasha He's in the hearts of everyone. And we see there that there he is. He's there in, 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 a, in, a, in a very vivid form. He's there. And he doesn't have to be. Krishna is all powerful, he can do anything. So he doesn't need to be personally present to guide our intelligence to be able to understand what we're perceiving. He doesn't have to be there personally to help us forget our previous lives and remember key things about our previous lives. He doesn't have to be there personally right, to, to, to help us remember him or forget him. He ha- he's everywhere by his avyaktamurtina, his unmanifest form. And he has unlimited energies, which are all powerful. He can do all of those functions with his energies and his other powers. His, he, he already has the, 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 the demigods do so many things to help us perceive things. He can, he can have his assistance. He can have his energies. He can accomplish it without being personally present. He doesn't have to be. He could just say, okay, guys, you don't want to deal with me right now. I'm going to kindly give you an alternate reality that you can go enter into and be forgetful of me. And you know, maybe later on we can talk. <laughs> right? You know, if the door is open for you. That's fine. Right? And he, he can create that reality and send you, you know, send you forth. <laughs> right? Go ahead. Enjoy. He can do that. But he doesn't do that. He's personally there. Right? And I remembered this, there's, there's this, this verse in the, in the Shreem, it's a, this, I'm quoting this from the Krishna book, actually, the chapter 9. And it says, uh, Narada Muni, this is when Narada Muni was visiting the various palaces in Dwarka where Krishna was with his queens. And, and Narada saw that Lord Krishna was sitting with Rukmini Devi, the mistress of that particular palace, Jai Shishi Gornatai, Jai Shishi Radha Mohan, Jai Shishi Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman. says, Narad saw that Lord Krishna was sitting with Rukmini Devi, the mistress of that particular palace, who was holding the handle of a chamara whisk. Even though there were many thousands of maidservants equally beautiful and qualified and of the same age, Rukmini Devi personally was engaged in fanning Lord Krishna. And there isn't anything in the commentary, or anything, but, but if, if you think about it, you know, there are occasions when you can do something through proxy and, there's, and, and occasions when you do something personally. Right? You can send a text, you can send an email, you can have your assistant give a call. Right? And sometimes you want to do it yourself. Now, what are those occasions when you want to do it yourself? 
Right, so so you know, we we have Ananda Vrindavan, the temple president, and her assistant Amy here. Right, so so for for something she may say, Amy, you know, call such and such and give them this such in, information. You know, and another time it may be something very important communication with somebody very important. Right, and, and Amy says, should I give them a call? And then says, no, 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 I'll call them myself. Some, yeah, 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 for some reason, there's, there's you know, some, some importance to that communication. You know? Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's some disaster right, and the president wants to score political points and calls the, the victims personally. Right? He could send an assistant. Right? Right? So there are times when we, do, when we insist upon doing things personally when, when, we, when, there's, you know, uh, when it's important, when the other person is important to us in some way. And so instead of doing it through an assistant, through an agency, through, you know, through indirectly, we do it directly and personally. Just like we see Rukmini Devi. She, she, could, she, she could just farm that duty out. It's just a basic service. Fanning with the Chamara. She has other things that she can do. But she wants to do it personally because Krishna is so dear to her. And so she doesn't want to give up that service. So Krishna, uh, to me, that implies that 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 Krishna finds us very important. That instead of farming these duties out to his energies or his representatives, he's doing it personally. He's right there with you. So to me, this this is a very very concrete uh, uh, proof of how important we are to Krishna. He doesn't say, just go forth and talk to me later. He says, I'm coming with you. And he's actually helping us directly. He's facilitating, not indirectly, but directly, he's facilitating our rebellion against him. He's helping us. Okay, you want to do that? I'm, I'm coming and I'm helping. And it's interesting, it's not just from the inside either. Because in, in, uh, in Baladev Bidyabhushan's commentary on, on this Bhagavad Gita, verse 15.15, he says, I alone have entered as the regulator into the hearts of the moon and fire of digestion and all of all living beings as the regulator for bringing about the knowledge necessary for performing all their actions. And in the Bhagavatam, the, the same verse we had quoted before, uh, in in uh, three thirty one sixteen, Prabhupada says, in, the, in, in it's in the purport says, uh, no one other than the supreme personality. No, this is actually the verse itself. No one other than the supreme personality of Godhead, as a localized paramatma, the partial representation of the Lord, is directing all inanimate and and and, and animate objects. So, so when when it, when it said that that Krishna is, he's the 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 light of the moon, right? He's the, uh, he's the, uh, um, say the, and the fire of digestion. Those aren't just his energies either. They are his energies, but inside those energies, he's personally present as the super soul. So not only is he with us in the heart, but in the way that he's facilitating our lives, he's doing that person. He's personally bringing us the fire of digestion. He's personally bringing us the light of the moon and directing how those things act. 
So from inside and from outside, he's personally dealing with us and facilitating us. So really at every moment. So that should touch us a little. <laughs> and then the, 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 the next thing I wanted to talk about was, in considering the Lord's mercy, that he's doing this for those who have rejected him. And that comes back to the, that word magnanimous that Prabhupada had used before for the, for the super soul, right? Who's a great soul, you know, has a, has a, who, who doesn't, is not offended. Right? A, a, a small person, a petty person, right? takes every offense and every affront very seriously. And that will cause a change, a very tremendous change in the way they interact with you. But a, a, a magna, a great soul, yeah, animus, a, a great soul, the person, can be very tolerant and forgiving. And their feelings towards you are not changed very much by your feelings towards them. And so here, you know, Krishna's we can, we can think about it, that we don't know how many lifetimes that we've been here wanting to do something other than to deal with Krishna and to serve him. We want to have our own lives, our own situation. We want Krishna, we want Krishna to disappear. Even though he's literally everywhere, everything that exists is Krishna's energy. It's actually not possible to be separated from Krishna. It takes this kind of special doing to make us not be able to see it, and we've been, and and we may, we may have blasphemed Krishna. We may have, you know, there's no, you know, he gives us the intelligence to, to to understand. No, no, there's no need for God. Things just happen. There's certain laws of nature, right? It just the world just came into being somehow. Right? No creator, no controller. This is, this is this is what it says. We think, but there's no, there's no, there's no, it's it's anishvaram. No controller, and what's the other, the other word? No foundation. No foundation to the existence. And he, so, so, and despite that, he's with us in this very, ki- in this very kind, with a kind disposition, wanting to help us in a personal way. So, if we can conceive of what kind of a person Krishna is how kind he is, how forgiving he is, how wonderful he is. This should make our gratitude really, really, really increase. And I was thinking, just in kind of in line with that, I was thinking how if Krishna is that way with us, despite all of our offenses, all of our neglect, all of our perhaps even rebellion. And he's like that with everybody. He's, he, everybody is valuable enough to Krishna to be there personally and helping them personally. Not just, not, he's not just a witness. He's participating in so many ways. Then what should our appreciation of others be? How should that, shouldn't that change the way that we view others? 
You know, first of all, there's the gratitude that, that makes us understand how how kind Krishna is, merciful and, and, and loving he is towards us, how much we're valued by him. But then how much are, are others valued by him? The same. Despite everything. How many sins we've committed, how many things we've done wrong. It doesn't change it. And so if we can have just a little bit of that magnanimity <laughs> that Krishna has, we may not be able to have, have it in his, his level. But shouldn't we begin to increase that? Right? This is you know because this is Krishna's, you know, Krishna's all knowing. <laughs> he knows everything about them. Inside, past history, everything. We can't say, oh, he just doesn't know them very well. <laughs> we can't say that. He knows them better than they know themselves. And he's smart. Right? Oh, he's just, you know, <laughs> he's made a mistake. Uh-uh. Right? So we should take Krishna's opinion with some seriousness. And that, that I think, is, put, is, is, is a, a little burden that's placed upon us by Krishna's kindness and mercy. That we should begin um, to take his opinion seriously and begin to extend that to others in some more and more meaningful ways. Um, my, uh, and that, that, that particular part of, of, of spiritual practice is really, really a core thing. Well, we'll talk about this some other time. But there's, there's uh, my favorite Catholic saint, Saint Teresa of, of Avila. She says that the whole, you know, the whole spiritual life can be summed up in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, um, the command to love thy neighbor. And it sounds like a simple thing, but really, yeah. If, if, if you, if you love them like Krishna does, <laughs> if you see them as valuable despite all things. That's very, actually very, very profound. So it just sounds like be nice to people. It's kind of how people take love thy neighbor. Right? Be nice to people. Well, that's nice. I mean, we should be nice to people. But, <laughs> but usually we limit that, 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 that sphere. Nice to these people, some of these other people. <laughs> Not so much. So there's something very profound in that that's indicated by Krishna's kindness. I think we have an obligation that he puts on us if we understand that. So thank you, Mother Krishna. If there's any other comments or questions, we can wait for the mic and, uh, <laughs> and do it. Earlier you mentioned that, um, you know, the remembrance, right? that Krishna uh, uh, gives us the remembrance by which we can reconnect with him. And so I was thinking that ultimately whatever we do, it's really a type of remembrance, right? So even if we have some create, creative experience or we think of something, it's really just Krishna is reminding us of this. Is that... Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, 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 uh, well, of course there's, there's also inspiration, but that's also an act of intelligence, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, and yeah, so it says, it says actually elsewhere in the Bhagavatam that that's how the super soul communicates through us, through our power of understanding. 
as the Prophet says that the, that the the intelligence is the form direction of this. So the so the, the form that his directions and his, his communications with you take. So just so sometimes we have a certain inspiration. Suddenly we finally understand something. Mm. Uh, Sadhguru Putra Prabhu had had uh, had had. Had taken that as as because uh, he said there's oftentimes even in, in the world of, of of science people just suddenly have these these inspiring ideas. He was mentioning uh, the, the 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 structure of benzene, the ring. It, no, nobody had a notion that it was, they, they they couldn't figure out how how the how the what the chemical uh, composition would look like, and and how, how what the structure would be. And he just had this inspiration of it being a ring, and it turned out to be you know, accurate. There's people that the, the mathematicians who have come up with certain you know, axioms and things that they couldn't prove, but they were just certain it was true, and then sometimes generations afterwards, you know, they, they've done it. So sometimes, you know... You know the, the and then, would that also mean uh, intuition is, is connected to superstition? Yeah, that's, uh, usually that's what it is, right? There's some, there's some, sometimes you're not aware of all the processes going on for you to, 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 to come to the conclusion. You know? I, I also read where Prabhupada said that... Um, what do we say that animals have? Um, instinct. Instinct, and he was saying, no, actually, that's the super soul. Super soul guiding them. Yeah, that's how they remember. Yeah, yeah, they know how to do things, with yeah. without being taught. You know, because many times, you know, sometimes some things, animal behaviors are taught by the parents, but sometimes there's 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 nothing at all. You know, the the, the they lay an egg and go away. You know, yeah. Or they don't train them at all. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the, the salmon, you know, can go back to the to the rivers, you know. You know the eels do that, you know, where they can find the place where they hatched. If they if they went down the river and into the ocean, you know, years later, you know, they can do things like that. So the, the birds can navigate, um, you know, that that sort of thing. So yeah, the, the inspiration and uh, um, those things. You know, Prabhupada says that that we're that we're guided, you know. That we have, we have, we have guidance uh, from within, from from Krishna, and also guidance by our own spirit. He says, "Interesting." He says, "We have certain, we were, we, and we can, we can have that guidance, you know, for in, in our spiritual lives." So, and Krishna mentions that, right? He gives us the intelligence by which you can come to Him. So he's he's going to he's going to give us certain understandings. Mm. Another question. I'm hogging the mic. Um, <laughs> Krishna, uh, super soul, uh, the Lord in the heart, eight inches. That's what the, that's what it says in the in the. That's fairly sizable. It's, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. 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 And the description is so beautiful. So, are we talking about like heart, heart, like our beating heart, or a more subtle form of the heart, or yeah, I always, I always thought the there's, there's yeah, there's like the heart chakra is always the way I understand the heart it. Heart chakra. More yeah, that, that there's something you know something deeper there than just uh, I mean because yeah, the hearts you know. I don't know if it's eight inches, you know, you know the yeah. beating heart, you know. I always thought it more like that, you know, that, that you're, deal, you're dealing with this, with the more subtle portions of the yeah. of, of the body, because you have you have that chakra there, you know, the heart chakra that's that's there. Right. Um, and then is is it also said that, you know, a devotee will see the form of Shamasundar, not this um, well, super if we're, soul form? Yeah. If if we if we become if we become devotees of Krishna. And then he doesn't even interact. Even he sees then the super soul as kind of a proxy. 
because right? it's you know it's 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 him. It's a form of him, mm. but it's not him in the Shamsundar, you know, uh, Krishna form. So even then, he sees the super soul as more of a proxy, and he then deals with us directly. And and Prabhupada even says, you know, at the very advanced stages, you see the lila in the heart. He says, like. Like by something like television, he says. <laughs> One place he says by spiritual television. Another place he says something like television. Like he's when he's describing how uh, how Sanjaya was see, was seeing the battlefield from a distance. He said mm. he said something like television, only more sophisticated. You know? <laughs> and so, so yeah, so he appears even with all of his lila and everything right in the heart. He's right there, you know. So yeah, Krishna, you know, when when we have have real desire to to deal with him personally. And even he'll see the super soul as kind of a proxy and not personal enough. Right. And you'll see, you'll find Krishna there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He says, uh, Chakravarti Thakur says that even though he's, he's absorbed in his lila, he receives the prayers of his devotees. And he says, and not through the super soul. He says, personally receives the prayers. Well, said, of course, the, the one thing we, we forget, we forgot our past lives. That was the one context what he said. Also, we, we, for, we forget Krishna if we decide to be against him, to, 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 to be off on our own. Most of the time, we, don't, we, don't, uh, we just don't remember him at that point, or we just don't remember any affection for him. It seems that that's true also, especially in the, in the, the, the kind of the Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur context where he's helping us in our daily lives. Because you know, he, he didn't explain it more. He, he, he said that we, we remember things that we've experienced you know, before through the senses. We gain new knowledge through the senses. And he says we also forget those things if he wants us to. So, so yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's correct. So, sometimes we'll, we will have just forgetfulness of things that happen to us in this life. You know? And uh, so that would that would be facilitated also. And another question: uh, You said like uh, we should uh, we see how how kind Krishna is to everybody, that, and that to give us a new appreciation for others. Mm. Uh, so when we see people do terrible things, like in one sense, yeah, on, uh, if we have a if we see everybody as a servant of Krishna, if we have a more spiritual vision where we can see that. Mm-hmm. Well, the, 
Yeah, so how, how, do you, how do you deal with everyone? Uh, I see people on a spiritual level and as a valuable entity, even if they have, you know, act in very horrible ways. Well, but see, that, that, that's the thing. That, so there, there, it doesn't mean that we treat everybody exactly the same. But it means that we have... So what we, what we usually do is we conflate the actions with the person. And we say, that is a terrible person. And it goes all the way to their, you know, you see that all the way to their heart. They're just, they're, you know, they're, they, they have no value anywhere. It's not just that they're acting in bad ways. We, 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 t we tend to, to label people in that way. Here's a good person, here's a bad person. And we don't say, here's a person that's acting in very, very harmful ways. Here's a person that's acting in very good ways. And we, yeah, we, yeah, especially if they've done something to us. So this first person is bad. So we have, we have this terrible attitude towards them. We want bad things to happen to them. We don't think they, you know, we we're happy. We just wait till the karma comes, you know. Karma's going to come and going to hammer them, you know. You know, they're bad, you know. And so, so, so what we, what we need to do, right, is, is to understand also, like we have, we've done so many things in so many lifetimes, acted in so many ways. So that, does that make us, us bad? Right? No, there's some greater potential there, where there's something of great value. There's great value that Krishna is ready to come there, but the activities may be harmful. So you know, you may have to stop them, right? If someone's trying to, to hurt somebody, you may have to, you know, you can't say, "Oh, they're very good," and sit there and, and praise them. You know, you may you may have to physically stop them. You know, you 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 may you may have to you may have to avoid them. Yeah, you may have to avoid them. You may, you may have to, you know, you, 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 so you have to understand what their activities are and how to deal with those in, in the best way. Uh, so in this Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, I, I like the way he does it. He doesn't talk about protecting yourself. He talks about acting in a way that's most beneficial for the other person. So sometimes it may be staying away from them is beneficial because if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're harming you and, 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 and doing all kinds of things that are harmful to you, that's also harming themselves. Right? And so if, if people are manipulative or they're, they're cheating, this, this type of thing, or they're abusive, you don't want to give them the opportunity to exercise that because that just hurts them. So, but but if, if you look at it as like I'm protecting myself from their abuse, and their dishonesty and things, then immediately you project that, that negativity onto them. And they feel it. Oh, here's that, <laughs> here's that person that, that abuses me. <laughs> you know? and, you, and, you, and so, so, but if you say, you know, here, here, here's, here's this, this dear soul that's acting in, in, in this very harmful way, if I allow them to continue the abuse or the dishonesty or the manipulation, if I give them that opportunity, that's going to hurt them. You see? And so you do protect yourself in that case, but you don't send that terrible negative energy towards them. And you don't have that same formation in your, in your body. It, comes, it goes into your body. Oh, this terrible person. Oh, yeah, this terrible person. As you do that, you know. So if you're seeing them, not not if you're seeing them as that thing, which hurts you, or gives you trouble, rather than that person who has this difficulty, this valuable person that has that difficulty, it's a, it's a change in your heart, and, and it says it can. He says it can change them, because they feel, because there, there's there's some so there's some he says there's some lack of love. 
some or some abuse that happened to them, you know, that generally projects there's some hurt in them that causes them. This is what we have to understand with people and ourselves when we act negatively. It's usually some kind of negativity in us that's causing that behavior to come out. And so if we recognize that, and it's not them, but it's, it's you know, then we can actually by by treating them energetically as valuable, they can feel that. Just like they feel when we go, oh, that terrible person. <sighs> you know, everything tells me to avoid them. They feel that, and that reinforces it. In some ways, it reinforces that, all those things that are causing that negative behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in, 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 yeah, sure. In, in, this is, this is uh, the Uttama Adhikari, right? It says is able to really, really see. Yeah, so, and so we can, we can really see, we can, we can, because the more, the more that we experience ourselves as souls and loved by Krishna also, the more we'll extend that to others. The more we experience ourselves as bad people. And, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and just physical beings. And then we can't, how, how can we extend that to others? How can we see that in others? So it starts with, with ourselves. And, and if we, we, need to, we need to first understand how Krishna values us. And then we can extend that. And also we can just begin to extend it in practice. You know, we can, we can stop, remind ourselves of this fact, even if we can't see it directly. Right? So if we experience ourselves fully as a soul, we'll see that in others. It'll be very clear. And we'll see the difference between their conditioned, the negative part, and their real part. That will be very clear to us. But we can't reach that level unless we start to do it on a, on a, a provisional level. Yeah, yeah. And begin to try to extend that to others. Try to think, wait, what am I doing? I'm seeing this person as this evil thing, you know, but it's not really true. You know, and so you, you have to begin, you, you, you gain the realization by acting on it provisionally. Hare Krishna. Hmm. Hmm. 